Rant and Rave is brought to you by Andrews Technology Group. Make sure you hit them up at A-N-D-R-E-W-S Technology Group.com. DJs, promoters, small business owners, get your technology and website needs met. Hey, Soka lovers, it's Soka Say-So. And this chick. And we're back with episode 10, our final episode of the special limited series. Yes, we did a collection of interviews with people all around the world talking about the global Black Lives Matter movement. In this episode, we talked to Joe's Cristo of Be Brilliant NYC about what it's like to be a Black man and father in this climate, especially in New York. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Soka lovers, it's Soka Seso here, and I am talking to J.C. Brion. And he... Hello. Oh, hello. Hi. You're... um, I'm great. You're a resident of New York State. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. Um, Again, my name is J.C. Brilliant. Um... I was born in Connecticut as a Negro in 1975, so do the math, you can tell my age. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I'm a black man, obviously. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, um, a husband. I'm a father, brother, a son. Um, and I say all this to say that my life matters. So hmm. um, I am a black man living in America in New York State, and um, I'll stop right there. <laughs> That's okay. Me. Well, I'm going re- to rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't generally use the word Negro. Why did you use the word Negro to describe how you were born? I use that because that's exactly what it says on my birth certificate. Um, I was born in Norwalk, Connecticut. I'm always pronouncing that wrong word wrong. Nor- N-O-R-W-A-L-K, Connecticut. And uh, right before I got married, I had to uh, dig up my birth certificate. And uh, when I found it, um, I actually had to go to Norwalk, Connecticut to get my birth certificate. And when I got it, I was like, holy cow, it says race Negro. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so I always say that. that. My wife laughs at me all the time. But yeah, exactly. Not that long ago. I wasn't born in, you know, the 50s, 40, 75. Wow. <laughs> so, yep. Wow. Um, you said you're an entrepreneur. And in this, um, moment right now in the Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter movement. Um, mm-hmm. Has your business been affected by the movement? Mm, no, um, not really. Not really. It's been affected by COVID, but not necessarily the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you know, we we get emotional sometimes and, and you know, people say, oh, I'm going to support Black businesses and or um, you know, certain items that I sell like Caribbean or, um, African items, but, um, and you know, you'll get a few purchases here and there, but it, or, for me on a tiny level. So if there's an effect there, I guess you could say, you know, a little tiny percentage, but, um, that's about it. Not, nothing crazy. Okay. Um, being that you're from New York, mm-hmm. um, did, did <laughs> is this a new, a new awakening? Police brutality? Is this uh, something that you're just now awakening up to? Oh, gosh. I've never seen police or heard police brutality in my life. (laughs) No, I'm joking. Um, It's been a thing 
I can say almost my entire life from watching uh what was it good times and 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 uh you know when I was a young kid um uh what was it happy day, not happy days what one of those shows watching the black shows back in the day um and then actually living my life as a you know a, a teenager a young 30s um not necessarily now thank you jesus but um you know it still it still bothers me you know i had a recent trip i was supposed to take down to um atlanta but got canceled because of covid um i was supposed to drive uh but i scrambled and bought airline tickets because of what i was hearing about the police um the, uh, uh what's his name um the guy got shot at, outside of wendy's i can't remember his name right now there's so many hashtags of people yeah. dying um, in the hands of police. Um, I can't remember everybody, but, um, you know, there, it was just so many, I've lived police brutality. I've, I've, I got my own stories um, of dealing with police. Thank God, not necessarily brutality, but a lot of, uh, you know, harassment in a sense with police and just like a lot of craziness. But, um, yeah, no, I've, I've grown up with this all my life. I want to, I want to dig on that a little bit more sure. uh, because we're giving perspectives from around the world. Okay. And I think um, hearing from a black man in New York mm-hmm. that um, you, we want to know the level, <laughs> even though you are one voice and you okay. cannot speak to everyone. Okay. I would just like to know the level of, fear or you know just bad experience that you've had with cops if it's not sure if it's not that bad then i would want yeah. to hear that too i can give you one where i got arrested where i shouldn't have gotten arrested um again it wasn't any brutality um piece there because uh but i was discriminated against in regards to my name so you um introduced me earlier as did you introduce me as jose or, or jc i don't remember jc jc okay so my name is jose cristo brian and when you read it, it looks like Jose. It's spelled like Jose, J-O-S-E. Um, I got into a car accident. Uh, I don't remember the year, but I got into a car accident a while back. I was not in fault. I got hit. The car was pinned. I, I was pinned into the car. I couldn't get out. I couldn't. My, my left arm was numb, so I couldn't reach for my wallet. Now, this is the crazy part. The white officer, believe me, because I, I happen to know my license number by heart. So I, I read off my license number. Um, to him, um, I told him my name, et cetera, et cetera. The black female officer that came up to me was like, his name ain't no Jose. And then, and then, that lock his ass up. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. yo, <laughs> I was like, yo, my wallet is on me. You can see my photo ID. Um, you know, I said, just take me out the car and then, you know, get my wallet. But, um, they did not, nothing like that. They just handcuffed me. Cause I guess she was the, the one ahead head in charge. And um, the captain or whatever, and they they locked me up. They had me in jail. And then what, what they did was they threw away my file for like 36 hours. Um, and I was like in the, the, the holding or whatever you call it, um, downtown Brooklyn for like three, I guess a day and a half, whatever the case would be. And, um, you know, again, nothing crazy physically or nothing like that. It was just pure discrimination and, and just the way how they uh, was able to, you know, get rid of my file. Um, luckily we have a family friend that was able to find it. Um, and was like, yo, they were really not trying to get you out of here. They, they, they actually threw your file under the, you know, under, under everything else. I was like, wow. So, um, but thank God me personally, like I said, I haven't had anything crazy. I've gotten pulled over a lot. Um, 
I'm one of those guys that actually, you know, and I don't want to knock, you know, knock it on wood and all that. I haven't had any issues because I'm I'm super scared. <laughs> like I'm not really talking back. I've I've gotten a situation where I talk back, but I don't really get crazy with them. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that could be an issue, you know, because there's plenty of times we see on film, they're not talking back. They just get shot and killed anyway, you know? And every time these things happen, I'm always like thanking God that I didn't bump into that wrong cop, you know, because um, I've had these similar run-ins, um, both hands on the wheel. Yes, officer, I pull out my license immediately. The minute their lights come on and pull over, I take my license out, uh, registration, everything, and give it to them immediately. Am I scared as hell? Yes. Should I be that scared? No, nah, I'm getting a damn ticket. Why should I be scared of my life? Um, there was an incident after Amadou Diallo. I don't know if you remember. That was a while ago. Mm-hmm. The guy got shot 41 times. Um, I could not find my insurance. I got pulled over by five unmarked cars in the back alleyway on Queens um, thing. And when they pulled me over, I couldn't find my insurance card. I had my hands on the wheels. It was like, we need your insurance. I was like, um, I'm scared, officer. I can't. I'm, I was sitting there shaking. And they could see me visually shaking. <laughs> they were like, um, all right. And like I said, this is right after Amadou Diallo. So they kind of understood my pain and just let it go. They was like, all right, no problem. You, you're, you're good. And But the thing is, why did they pull me over anyway? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is weird. So I don't know. They say that you get pulled over all the time because you're driving while black. More than likely, that's the case, you know. Um, but like I said, I'm I personally haven't had any um police brutality directly on me, but I've witnessed it a lot with friends, and you know, it's just not good. You said you're a father. Mm-hmm. Um, do you are your children expressing um how they feel in this Black Lives Matter uh moment? Not directly, unless I ask. Um, when I do ask them, um, I do get some kind of feedback. Um, I know with the with with the current situation that's going on right now, my younger son was like, um, you know, why why are they why is everybody protesting? Why is everybody going crazy? Um, they do this all the time, and that 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 cut me really deep because I'm like, that's the problem. You know, you're killing our people all the time. And my younger son is numb to it. He's 12 years old. He's numb to it. He's like, what? George Floyd. So what? It's another name. He's numb to it. Like, it's insane that our children are numb to at least my child. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And sees nothing. Not not that he doesn't see anything wrong with it, but it's just that it's, it's crazy that, you know, it's a normal thing like this. And, you know, he grew up in this. He was born the year Obama um, was, was president. And if you remember, um, we had a lot of police, especially 2016. I remember 2016. So he was old enough to remember that. 2016, you know, it was a lot of killings that year. So, um, and I'm sure it's a lot every year. It's just that year had to be a lot on film. But, you know. Do, again, you, again, think, do you think you'll talk to your kids differently or do you feel the need to tell your kids how to how to behave mm-hmm. uh if they're approached by cops yes yeah yeah we um i talk to them pretty much all the time about it uh, especially when they want to go like it's hard for me to let them go outside and play so you know yes i do talk to them about that but even just going outside and play like you know i live in a predominantly white neighborhood unfortunately and you know a lot of times when they go outside i'm 
praying. I'm scared. I'm like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain things that you have to do. Try to stay away from trouble. Um, you know, if anything goes down, I mean, most of their friends, at least the older one, most of his friends are black, but the um, the younger one, his friends are mixed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all, it's everything. So, you know, when things happen, they're pointing the finger for whatever reason at the black kid. <laughs> you know, so um, I said, you know, you gotta gotta be careful with that. And um, you know, lately with all these um, found bodies with the lynching and all this stuff, I'm I'm terrified letting them go outside. You know, um, so well, is the lynching an issue in New York? Is that yeah? We just had one recently, one town away from me. So wow. um, that you know messed me up big time. Um, and several people have reached out to me about that. Um, around in this um, neighborhood, not in this neighborhood, but like in Long Island, um, where I live, and um, they were like, "Did you hear about the lynching? You hear about the lynching?" I'm like, "Yeah, um, I've heard it was a teenager. I heard it was a 52 year old man. Uh, mixed stories, but nonetheless, um, you know, they keep saying that it's suicide, but they said all of them around the country is suicide. That's impossible, man. We don't we don't hang ourselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hell, we don't hang ourselves. So, um, but you know, whatever." It just, like I said, we got to keep our heads on the swivel. And um, and to answer your question again, yes, I do talk to them about how to handle cops, how to handle people in general, um, and just just how to navigate through this life. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Have you um, been to any of the protests? I've been to one. You know, um, I've been to a civil one. It was a caravan um, protest. Um, I would love to be out there on the streets. Um, especially in the beginning, um, but I, I have a different kind of temper temperament. I should. Um, I know, like you know, a, a cop pushing a girl on the street. I'm jumping that cop. If you know, um, I wouldn't be involved with the looting, obviously. But you know, it's just, just I can't be around like craziness. You know, so mm-hmm. like in general, and and my my life in general, I, I, you know, I'm good. I'm a good guy. Why? Because I stay away from stuff that can get me in trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing. I'm not saying that I won't do these things. It's just that I don't go near these things so, so I don't get in trouble. So um, that's why I haven't done it. When I heard about the caravan one, I said I'm all in 100%. Um, I could take my my family. Uh, you know, we're driving from Nassau to Suffolk. It was it was fine. Uh, we did get out, of course, with the st- with the um, with the signs and you know chant and all that stuff at the, at the end. It was cool. Um, I think it was funny because I you know. I get excited about like certain politicians and there's a guy here in Suffolk County who I've never like seen in person. I always see him on the news. So when he was there, I was like, Oh, okay. You know, that was pretty cool. The NAACP was there. So it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so that, I just, like I said, I participated in that one caravan. So you're, you're at a, a, a really good age to, to ask this question. You were born you know, right after civil rights movement, um, you've seen a black president, um, you've seen black millionaires and billionaires, you've Mm -hmm. started your own business. Um, do you feel like there's anything different about 2020 in the movement around, um, black lives matter? Um, do you see that there will be any difference for, for black people in America? Um, I'm not going to say no, uh, but there, what, what's happening is that they're giving us like these token type things and saying, Hey, okay, we're going to remove Aunt Mama or 
We're going to, you know, do all these little things that we didn't really ask for. <laughs> you know, we're just asking for equality. You know, we asking for equity. Um, you know, because to me, the changes are, you know, removing redlining completely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and real estate, um, prison reform. Um, um, defund the police in a certain way. Um, and, and, and honestly, we should be able to police our own to be honest. But um, I don't know how that would work in a city like New York, New York City itself. Um, but they do do it like in the suburbs and separate towns. You know, in, like for example, I would say Hempstead, for example, that's we're our own police in Hempstead. You know, I don't know who the chief is. I don't know who the captain is, but everybody else looks like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, you know, I grew up on Long Island, you know, even though I spent the, like half my time in Brooklyn, but as far as, you know, my Long Island years, I've never, I mean, somebody could tell me I'm wrong, but I've never heard any police brutality with Hempstead police and their residents because it's the same people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I feel like um, the cops and you, and, and it's coming up more and more. There's two things with the, with the, with the white police and Asians or whoever. They're one, afraid of us. Two, they don't like us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they want to go after it. They want to hunt us down like animals. Um, the ones that don't like us and the ones that are afraid of us just pull a gun and shoot anyway. You know what I mean? So, um, because they're scared of our skin, which is annoying. It's the most annoying thing to see and hear happen. So do I see a change in, um, 2020? Um, you know, the move, you know, there's going to be change where, where this generation is currently going out there protesting and everything like that. Um, they're not having it. They're definitely trying to like make sure we get we get changed for 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 now and the future. So I'm praying this thing continues to work. I'm praying that we still fight. You know, I'm doing the best that I can on the social media side and just keep spreading the message. But um, you know, I'm praying we do make some change. Do I actually see it happening? You know, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna take a lot to to make some real changes. You know, and changes that that make sense, that matters, that really matters. You know, yeah, but we'll see. Um, I I see the social media up ups to all um, of informing people of what's going on around the country, what's going on around the world. Um, It's just something we just didn't, we never Mm -hmm. had before. Um, You know, we had to rely on the news and what they put out. And now people, people Mm -hmm. are telling each other, you know, nope, this is, this is what's being buried. Pay attention to this. This is their Mm -hmm. history. Pay attention Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't spoken Mm -hmm. about your, um, background. You're born um, in the United States, but your heritage, your family mm-hmm. um, is from Haiti. Yeah. I do. We- so do you feel like mm-hmm. your Caribbean uh, identity, your Haitian identity um, changes your perspective on Black Lives Matter or do, do, do your the Haitian side, your your Haitian family, do they feel any differently than Black Americans? Mm, I, I I got some bougie ass <laughs> Haitians in my family, so I'm not hundred percent sure if that's the case. Um, but I know me. I can remember coming across racism since I was five years old um, in the first grade. Um, so. I think just for me personally, that's just a personal thing. Like I grew up with racism all my life. Um, as far as um, the Haitian perspective, again, coming from family, nah, definitely not. But being being a Haitian in general, yes, I can say that. 
but not from family. My 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 family's too. I'm thinking about everybody that I named too damn bougie. They, mm. <laughs> <laughs> no man. <laughs> wow. So um, it's just uh, it's it's really good to to speak with you and to actually have the voice of a black uh, man in America. Um, you're, you're giving me, you're giving me hope that it's not all sadness. Mm. It's not all that bad. Um, mm. you know, you can, <laughs> it's bad though. It is bad. I, I don't, I don't even know how I give you hope there. It's, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> Why do you say, well, let me, let me just, really let me just bad. rewind. I mean, you, you say you have, a, you, okay. you have businesses uh, you're you're a uh-huh. professional. You have a family. Uh-huh. Um, you have a home. You haven't been brutalized by the police. Um, you don't okay. see uh, police brutality on a daily. You okay? You do have to talk to your kids about police brutality. I, I think some of these things are decisions. You know, I don't want to sound like Kanye. <laughs> hold up, hold up. I just think these are. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I just think these are certain things that I'm personally doing to navigate through mm-hmm. this life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I'm, I'm avoiding certain things. Um, I like, for example, I wear, I have a, a face mask that says black lives matter. I told you I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. I'm not going to hold you. I'm out here. I'm nervous wearing it where I live. I go out of town. I'm good. When I'm here, I'm, if I'm in Brooklyn, if I'm in wherever, the city, wherever, I'm fine. I'm comfortable. Here, I'm nervous. I live in Trumpville. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm saying to myself, I'm going to get into a fight. Like that, and I keep trying to like erase that in my head because I'm like, nah, don't say that. Don't say that. I'm definitely, like out here, something's going to happen. But so far, so good. I've, you know, when I wear it, I hear, oh, yes, plant life. Like, I'm like, whoa. But I'm always shook when somebody say something to me because I'm like, it's about to pop off right mm-hmm. now. Because <laughs> there's some real, like I've heard the racist talks out here, not towards me, that because something would have popped off then, but not towards me, but like just stupid conversations I'm hearing on the sideline and I just got to breathe heavy and turn away, you know? But again, this is like me navigating through life and I've been blessed and or lucky to not get involved with these things, i.e. when I'm wearing the Black Lives Matter all mask. You know, so far, so good. I haven't got, I haven't bumped into the wrong person yet out here. Um, and anywhere else too, now that I'm traveling with um, with my son all over the place. So, um, and I wear it there. You know, like I went to PA last week. I was like, ugh, shaking my head like, I hope nothing goes down. <laughs> you know, but that, that's all. Yes, I'm navigating. I'm doing okay. But overall, as, as a black man in New York, we're we not good. Think about it. A few weeks ago in New York, right? A few weeks ago, right before the protest. So we're talking Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend. Remember, George Floyd was on a Monday. Memorial Day weekend, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. before Monday. We were getting beat up by cops. Now, when I say we, black, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm representing black people, right? In New York. We were getting beat up by cops for not wearing mm-hmm. masks, for being, for hanging out together after being, you know, uh, stuffed in the house for four months, two months, or whatever the case could be. They were beating us up. On the other side of town, they were giving out masks to the white folks. So, 
it's not good. I, I don't think it's good. I'm just like I said, me personally, I'm navigating. I'm, I'm doing okay. Thank you, Jesus. But it's it's not good. I can't, and, I can't, I can't and say how it's how is your mental state in this time? Not good at all. Not good at all. I don't even know how I'm dealing, to be honest with you. Cause I and I always keep saying, I'm like, you know, I don't wish that I wasn't married with kids, but I'm saying it would be a lot easier if I wasn't married with kids because I'm just dealing with me. My 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 mental is horrible right now because I'm dealing, I, I have to think about my kids all the time. My wife, when she goes out jogging and running or whatever, I'm again, I'm shook. I don't know what's gonna happen in the next 20, 30 minutes when she's out, in the next hour or two when the kids are out. I can't deal with it. You know, so it's it's tough. It's tough. Well, I didn't I didn't mean to bring up the sad part. <laughs> the whole thing Sorry. is sad. <laughs> it's all Sorry. good. <laughs> um, but I would like to tell everybody uh the name of your uh business businesses. Mm-hmm. Um feel free to tell everybody how they can contact you, how they can sp- support your businesses. Sure. Um go ahead. So I'll start with brilliant IT jobs. Um, I have a staffing agency. Um, I hire IT professionals to work as consultants or full-time employees. Um, brilliant. It, it's a French balance, B-R-I-L-L-A-N-T-I-T-Jobs.com. You can always reach me there. I'm, I use the same name on all social media with that. Uh, also, I own a fashion company called Be Brilliant NYC or BBNYC. Um, the web address for that is shop bbnyc.com um we're we're selling face masks now but we do sell a lot of clothing um from denim to athleisure to t-shirts to hats to hoodies and now face masks um the black lives matter masks i do have those on on sale now so again you can go on there to shop bbnyc.com and 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 purchase one of your uh a black lives matter mask wow thank you so much for your time no problem and thank you for your honesty um, and, and being on the podcast um, and we definitely we love the rant that you gave us and we're definitely going to rave so I hope you join <laughs> in the rave yeah I'll try right. <laughs> thank right. you bye you're welcome bye bye wow that was so eye opening I mean we know JC we've seen him he's like this larger than life figure this tall I'm gonna say like maybe six three mm-hmm. black man and he admits that when he gets pulled over he is actually scared of the police and that tells you how deep and how just crazy the situation is that it's so rampant that it becomes part of our psyche. We just respond with this fight or flight impulse, this fear when you get pulled over by the police for a ticket, for just a ticket. Yeah, it's a shame. And to know that, you know, anytime his family members leaves the house, he's worried about that. I mean, that's constant trauma. Yes, and the fact that he says it like, you know, um, he hasn't really been victimized in the way that we see, you know, in Eric Garner um, or um, uh, George Floyd. It's still this is part of the victimization, this knowing that, you know, you're terrified when you're pulled over by the police because it could go that way. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is crazy. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, shouts to him for still keeping his head up and doing multiple businesses as a black man. I mean, shouts to him. 
Yeah. And keeping them going through the the double pandemic we're having right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of businesses are taking hits, but you know, I mean, he has to stay above the, keep his head above water because he's a sponsor of Tune Tuesday. <laughs> Shameless plug. That, that's right. Don't you forget it. <laughs> I, I really, um, love that he brought up the mental aspect and that he's he's one person he's running businesses he has a family he has he has a a home everything he has to take care of he it, but he is a man and when he goes outside he's hoping that whoever he runs into sees him as a human being for what he is and is not just seeing him as some big black beast mhm and on that sad, crazy, ridiculous note, I want to rave. Yes, let's rave. Who are we raving to? <laughs> We're raving to the legendary Edwin Yearwood with his brand new song, I Am. JC's comments about just you want to be seen as a human being able to live your life fully and enjoy the same rights as everybody else. And yes, just the statement I am like I am I exist. I'm here. Just see me as a person. That is that's a great choice. And shouts to Edwin Yearwood for coming with something so clever and full of great lyrics for Soka. Yes, we need we need more more music to really, you know, this memorialize this moment in history. Um, music is part of the history as well. And if the music doesn't reflect what's going on, then it may be erased in the future. So we need more songs about the Black Lives Matter m- movement right now. 
Um, what are you guys listening to? Did you love all of the songs that have been played throughout this special limited series? Are you rocking to them? Let us know. Yes, make sure you send us comments and make sure that you're following us. Follow Soka Say So on all social media or go to SokaSaySo.com. Follow Dish Chick on all social media or go to D-Y-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. And subscribe to Rant and Rave Podcast because just because this series is over doesn't mean we don't have more to come. Okay, bye. Bye.